0: Urgent Care.
1: Urgent, Urgent Care.
0: Urgent Care is the place you go when you don't have any other option. Urgent Care. Urgent Care. I see a lot of myself in this collar. Yeah,
1: same here. Whee! Mashup that would be Defying Uh, Gravity and Adele. It
0: must exist.
1: I think maybe we created it just now.
0: Okay, and I Um, will subscribe
1: to our Patreon for our (laughs) mashups. Um, It's twenty five dollars a day, and it's three hours of mashups. You guys are listening to Urgent Care. I'm Joel Kim Booster.
0: I'm Mitra Johari.
1: We're here to help you.
0: To the best of our, you guessed it, non-existent Uh, ability. ability.
1: We're (laughs) very bad at this job. Um, Thank you guys for listening to the last two weeks. Um, As you can hear, I'm I'm healed.
0: Joel is healed, and I am actually now uh, losing my voice and coughing, which I think is Mm, probably related. Uh, yeah I would say um the person that I spend the second most amount of time with Joel and the person I spend the first amount of time with Wit both had horrible coughs and now
1: and my mouth has been on her back hole and his mouth has been on her front hole it's true
0: and Joel actually <laughs> did have our uh, our first on stage kiss oh my god yeah um, we did kiss um, the week, other night funders are for Nithya Raman
1: yeah this um you know what this episode will come out if you're in LA you probably got your ballot and I don't want to be too political on this ballot but um if you live in district 4 in LA vote for Nithya Raman
0: yeah and uh, Joel is currently wearing a Nithya for the city shirt. Mm-hmm. And I almost just called Joel Wit, which I will examine later. Wow. <laughs>
1: Actually needs serious, serious help on Ooh, that one. Mitra? I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> how was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, you're going to hate what I'm about to oh say. No. But I had a really exciting moment in my pottery <laughs> 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 What
1: could that possibly mean? So
0: I had a, my... Instructor who I love, <laughs> um, instructor who I've had for a couple months now, um, Stop me in the middle of making something, and she adjusted my technique, and it literally instantly improved every piece that I made after that. And I oh. really got so excited. What,
1: what, what did she adjust? Did she touch you? What? Where did she touch you?
0: So she touched me on my little fingers. <laughs> um, I was using my index fingers, and she had me use my knuckle instead of one of my index fingers. And then my cups got tall, and that was my goal. <laughs> That's fucking for this crazy. Class. I don't
1: believe this because your knuckle and your finger are so different.
0: Well, because what the, I originally learned it using the pad of my finger, but I didn't have enough stability and using my knuckle gave me the stability that I needed to get my, get height in my pieces. And that was truly my goal. And it didn't happen. And, it, happened. and wow. it was really exciting because this has just been like my little side thing. And it's just been nice to be like, I want to learn this skill. And I had a really great day. Okay, And it's truly, I can't stop talking about it. I haven't it's so I haven't I seen, you, I haven't so seen you post a
1: picture of any of these f- so-called pieces. I have not been sent to so-called pieces. So,
0: I will I will have photos of them this week when I go into my class. Okay. She moved them onto the table where all the pieces go to quickly after class. Um but <laughs> I <is> so
1: <laughs> every detail. <laughs> I know I
0: can't I like uh, it's really and like I'm I feel the happiest I've ever felt as I talk about my pottery and simultaneously know that it could not be more boring. <laughs> I think
1: like you needed something though in your life that like fills you with joy that other people hate to hear about because you haven't been <laughs> doing improv you know it's and like, true. <laughs> it's true like, and
0: that's why the last few years have been so dark for me yeah. is like I just haven't been doing improv and it's like what am I going to talk about in such mundane detail and recount for people it's
1: so insidery that like you yeah. need to have read a book well <laughs> I would say even
0: with this is actually worse because you really do need to see what I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> improv at least to a degree it's like you can you can relay Something funny that someone else has said. With pottery, I'm describing what my fingers are doing on a podcast. Now, are you making mostly
1: (laughs) mugs, vases, cups, bowls? What are you making? So, my first
0: one, my first class, I've done, I'm in my third class right now. My first class, everything that I made just looked like an ashtray. Okay. My second class, I was making little vases. Okay. And now I'm making full on cups and it is just so exciting.
1: I would like an ashtray and a cup. I will say I would love an ashtray because I smoke so many joints and I do not know where to put it.
0: Wait, I will bring you one next time.
1: Okay, I would love that.
0: <laughs> How, and I actually can't hear myself talk about this anymore. Okay. How was your weekend?
1: <laughs> my weekend was incredible, actually. Okay. Um, I was in Madison, Wisconsin, um, doing shows at Comedy on State. Yes. Five sold-out shows. The first time in my entire career as a headlining stand-up comedian that I have ever sold out every single show at a Hell, comedy club. Yeah. And that felt very nice. I will say... Um, I, I talked to, I do a meet and greet after every show and a woman came up. Uh, many people did come up and say that they love this podcast. So <laughs> shout out to all the people that came up to me after the show and said that they liked the podcast. Special shout out to the woman who said Pure really should be sponsoring you guys because I started using Pure for her because of your recommendation and it, it changed her life.
0: Oh my God.
1: Um, she, I, I, I. I I might be making up the fact that she said it changed her life, but <laughs> but it is now but she, in her life. It's in her life, and she and said it worked. And it
0: wasn't before, and now it is, and that is a change. And it so is a there change. is a change in her life that is because of Pure. And being it worked.
1: Introduced. And it worked. <laughs> and I say, if you're listening, Pure, pay me my money. And
0: I think we can all agree that they are not listening. No,
2: they're definitely not <laughs>
1: listening. They're definitely not listening. I will say, I. Um, I was in. I was very sick, as listeners heard last week. I like basically went straight from this recording to the airport. Not true, but um, we. <laughs> okay. I, I was like very, very sick. And to be sick as an Asian person walking through an airport right now, I've never felt so powerful. I've never <laughs> felt so feared. In my entire life, like the way that people would look at me every time I sneezed, coughed, sniffled, blew my nose. Blew my nose. Blew my nose. Blew my nose. I blew my nose. Um,
0: <laughs> South Park, yes. <laughs> blew my nose, <news>, Kenny. <laughs> awesome.
1: It was psycho. I'm not making this up. On my flight, Delta. 2649 from LA to Detroit a woman looked at me in row what was i sitting cuz i didn't get the full upgrade i only got the delta plate i was tw- 11a she was in 11b whoever you are and she was with her big husband and they were definitely from the midwest and they looked at me cuz i blew my nose and this is the crazy thing. Like, people are so grossed out by blowing nose, but... but
0: <laughs> you can't handle but, the, the, the blowing of the I nose. Say I can't say Blue it. nose and the blowing of the nose.
1: <laughs> but And I had, like, a full handkerchief covered, okay? I'm not spraying shit. It's, I'm not doing it into my hand like a barbarian. And she looked over at me, and she did... There's this Midwestern way of saying something that is... At once, like, full of anger and a joke and fear. And she looked at me and smiled and was like, didn't bring a mask, huh? Oh. Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And then I sat and I explained. And I was like, yeah, the masks actually, um, they don't really help you when you're at this stage. <laughs> I didn't say those exact words, but I was like, the mask, I was like, no, I didn't bring a mask. And then for the rest of the the flight, I was like, I'm going to blow my nose as much as I goddamn well, please. And
0: that is your right.
1: And that is my right. And she's dead now. Aww. <laughs> she died. Aww. She actually had a suppressed immune system and being on a plane was really challenging for her. And to sit next to someone with a cold, that was it. She was done
0: sad but it was her time it was
1: her time So i, I saw an article online recently that was like nobody is talking about how the coronavirus has made people a little bit racist and it's like okay we actually we actually, are talking actually people
0: are talking about it you just actually need <laughs> I'm to brought in it. your circle i'm talking <laughs>
1: about it right now on this podcast sir okay <laughs> <laughs> um, it's crazy that like this i live in the city that like has brought back polio and the mumps and people are like <laughs> mad at me for having a cold as an asian person get out of my face I was snotting. I hope everyone who uses microphone got my sickness. I'm sorry you you, you kissing me on stage the other night got you sick. I
0: actually probably did. But but also maybe it was everyone in LA is it, sick. It's true, it's true.
1: Including Wit, who was but on you, your front. You
0: hole. were sick, and then we kissed. Yeah, and Wit and I don't touch. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I, I I like go into like an hour long thing about like else wrong. <laughs> okay,
1: let's jump in. We had some updates. Um, do. You want to do the first one or the second one? Should we I actually talk about want this on to air? address
0: number one, so uh, I'll take number one. Okay. Wow, I because because we only address the calls that we read. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I am starstruck that you address my email on the pod. It's your local Rump- Stiltskin, or are you two Stiltskins in this situation? I'm not really sure. Back with another guess. This is about um, the name that was bleeped out that I felt self conscious about yeah. a few episodes ago. At this point, this is probably like three or four years ago. Um, <laughs> after re-listening to the call working backwards from the name Bilbo Hallowtree and Googling gay comedians named Bill. My only thought is, Billy Eichner, thank you for your consideration.
1: So yes, again, a couple episodes ago, Mitra and I set up this game that if you could guess the the name of uh, the person that was bleeped, um, the, the caller that we named Bilbo Hallowtree.
0: Bilbo Hallowtree.
1: Hallowtree. Um, who that per who that name is alluding to? There's a real person that we would we would sing you a, an original song. And this is again, not the correct guess. And yeah. we promise that if you guess correctly, we will admit it. This is not the correct this guess. this is not though. the
0: correct guess. Um yeah, good I luck. will say, I
1: will say colder, too. i will I will actually give the the listeners a clue, and I will say, Billy Eckner, colder.
0: Yeah. but I won't address why. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, 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 no. Let's continue.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, Mitra and Joel. Thank you so much for your encouraging words during Marie Curious. Um, this is from Fan Bing Bong, who was our gentleman who uh, his friend told him that he was overweight and that's why he was feeling undateable and he lost some confidence and we tried to uplift him. Just an update: I already planned a trip to see my best friend, so not to make the trip awkward, we talked about the comment. We're doing better now, and he fully takes responsibility for the harm he caused me. He's also gay, so there was some fat phobia to unpack. Since that phone call, I've lost a total of 20 pounds by cutting calories and working out, but none of that matters unless I can complete uh, complete Mitra's exercise of listing out what I love about myself. I've been soaking in Joel's words of decentralizing outer validation and not placing my value on my dateability. I've committed that any weight loss is for me and for myself only. Your words... Will help me as I learn that I am worthy of my own love. Mm. P.S. Joel, you are a Asian icon and truly inspire me as a Asian. We're only four years apart, but I really wish I had you to, to idolize growing up. My sense of undateability also stems from being Asian. Hearing that my situation broke your heart made me feel so seen. I had a chance to meet you while you were in Seattle in December, but I was afraid I would fan gay too much and chickened out. I love you both equally. So to balance this out, I will end it by saying <laughs> hashtag team Mitra. A great fan. Definitely meant big on the call. Fan bing bong. Um, okay. I literally cried when I read that in my hotel room in Madison. And I'm like crying a little bit reading it now. Um, because here's the thing. Like when we answer that call, it is such a tough call to answer because I actually I don't know if we knew that this guy was Asian on the call either because that just makes there's a whole other layer. And and for me to answer it because I know that, like, I talk jokingly about like being hot and I know that in many, in many ways I do meet like traditional body standards and it's hard for me to like, It's I know how it sounds for someone who looks like me to like say to someone who is struggling with feeling undateable because of their weight, like just, you know, decentralized like outer validation. Like, of course, like people are going to be like, aha, it must be so easy for you. But I have to say that like, and the thing I didn't really want to get on t- into on the call is that, you know, as a gay person, as a gay Asian person, there's like all these levels of masculinity to unpack and like racism to unpack that I have had to like I have felt and felt weighed down by for most of my 20s. But like and that made me feel unworthy and made me relate to what this person was talking about so much. So even though our struggles were different, like in a lot of ways, like I felt that um, and um, I've had to really, 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 like do a lot of work on myself to um get past that and feel good about myself and i and i um you know i have a lot of sex because i feel good and i feel powerful not the other way around I, or yeah, yeah yeah you know and like and so it It has to come, it has to go in that direction. and i I will say, like I'm glad to hear that like the the way you're talking about your weight loss sounds very healthy to me, and mm-hmm. i and, and I celebrate that and congratulations. I will say that, like, um, there are full communities of people that like lo- uh, love every body type, and and you don't have to necessarily do that. i I when I listen to that call, I don't know if we hit that hard enough, you know, because I, you know, I just wanted to make sure that people knew that, that like there are also communities where people are just like happy with who they are and like are attracted to all sorts of body types and you don't need to like be a fetish. You don't need to be anything but yourself to be loved and you'll find that person. But I really appreciate you saying this and it made me feel really good. And if you ever see my ass in Seattle again, come up and say hi. (laughs) That's also, again, famously where I was catfished and all my news were leaked. So I hope you had nothing to do with that. (laughs) If you see that, except if you're that person and you're in Seattle, do not come up and say hi. I'll be very mad.
0: Um, Well... Uh, that was beautiful. I have nothing to add. Let's uh, take a little break. Hashtag Well, also hashtag Team Eacher, and I am very grateful that you said that. Um, she needed and, it. Yeah, I really did need it because I, I am not feeling right
1: I off. am so glad that we have engendered <laughs> that in our listeners that almost now every single email or voicemail Addresses includes
0: our insecurity, security. Are
1: insecure And it,
0: you give this beautiful, beautiful uh, <laughs> response about feeling secure and feeling good. <laughs> and then if one person so much as starts an email with my name first, mm-hmm. you are blown to I don't Smith talk the to reins. you for weeks yeah.
1: <laughs> righty, we're gonna take that break and then we'll be back we'll dive right in
0: And we're back with a voicemail. I really felt good about. And we're back. <laughs> that was kind I wasn't awesome. going to call.
1: I was going to call you on it because
0: I And we're back. <laughs> and, and we're back.
1: It sounded like a soundboard. It
0: really slid in. Yeah. And we're back. I'm never going to get it back. It was so natural. <laughs> and we're back. Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. I want it too much now. It worked yeah. well before, and mm-hmm. I'll never get it back. Okay, let's play the voicemail. <laughs>
3: Joel Mitra, I love you so much. Um, I left the call a little bit earlier. It was so crazy and convoluted, and I thought of a much shorter, easier way to say it. So here it is. Um, I am 22 years old in college and still have, like, never even held hands with a man, um, which I am. I'm uh, gay for them. I always thought that I would, like, grow up and, like, find a nice, cute guy who thought I was also nice and cute, and then we'd, like, have sex, and that's kind of how it would happen. Um, and it just, like, never really happened. So I'm about to graduate college. I'm about to move someplace kind of rural um, for my job. Uh, and I have a friend who's, like, still in the closet. And is really sweet and cute and nice, whatever. Not that close to him, but, like, enough, close enough that we've been texting, gabbing. Uh, it's, like, an option. Um, but I don't know if that's if it's worth like waiting for a real relationship to kind of get into it or just like get the energy thing out of the way now. So if you could let me know kind of, does it doesn't even matter what your first time is like. Uh, should
1: I just get that experience kind of under my belt? Uh, I would love to know. Thanks. Wow. Um, and again, we have to name this person and it's so Fox, strange. I literally
0: forgot. We always
1: forget. And it's like we we put these orders together. We, re- we read and, lis- and at least read the transcripts of the voicemails mm-hmm. and never, not once does my brain think, hey, Joel, scan for like a keyword that you might be able to improvise about later. Yeah. I do have an well, idea. Okay, you go. No, 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 you go. No,
0: no, I was just saying for this particular one, as I was making the orders of the episodes. I wrote like just little things for myself uh to remember like which one was which and they're all so like to like just cut to the core and some of them are really mean. <laughs> this one is not, but <laughs> one of them that Good I had know. for a different episode says blood money in the <laughs> title. And it's not about that at all. Anyway, what's your name? I was gonna say
1: Aslan um, because the guy, um, that he wants to lose his virginity to possibly is in the closet still.
0: Oh. And Narnia.
1: Whoa. And what's in Narnia? Aslan. But what kind of sex are they going to have? Assland. Assland.
0: Assland. Assland. That's great. I love that.
1: And and we simply do not have time to argue about it. So I
0: wouldn't dare. I like that one. We
1: just tonight. uh, There are times when we have the time and we don't have the time. And here's the
0: thing. I didn't even put up a fight. No, you. I I saw it in your fucking Mitra. (laughs) (laughs) And all I do all day is just look at Joel with such love and support, (laughs) and he pushes me away. He pushes me away ever since our kiss, ever since our kiss. He's pushing me away. But guess what? Guess what? We're going to kiss again.
1: We are. I know we will. On air. I actually am very curious to know, I am on team Get It Over With. Me too. Wow. I thought you were going to be, I thought you were going to push back on this a little bit.
0: No, I'm really not. I mean, for me, I... I had a similar kind of get it over with mentality for virginity. I didn't, it didn't feel to me that it needed to be something very special. I didn't just have it with a random person, but I was kind of like my mindset. This was like right before I went to college, I was just like, it would be really nice to lose my virginity to somebody that I know and that I care about. Um, I, I would like to feel like I've, I I was, I was kind of just like, let's just get this out of the way. Like I don't, I don't want to – it doesn't feel romantic to me, so why would I, like, fill it with this sense mm-hmm. of pressure and <clears> having it be perfect? So I was kind of just like, all right, let's 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 just do it. And I, I did it with someone that made it feel nice and still, yeah. like, safe and good, but it
1: yeah. I have no I think regret about there that. There needs to be, like, a baseline level of trust and support. Yeah, you feel with this guy and I don't necessarily know like we don't have like all the context in this. So it's hard to tell like if this guy is going to be like fully kind. But I think if you communicate, I don't know if you even need to necessarily like clue him in or like like say it's like this is going to be me losing my virginity or something like that. But like, listen, there's like I remember the first time I had really romantic sex. I remember the first. I I remember when I lost my virginity too. There's. I remember the first time I had really bad sex. Like I, I feel like it's so weird that we d- in certain certain cultures delineate between like the first time you had sex, and then. All the rest of the sex is like the same. And it's like the first time isn't necessarily need to be that important. And I think if it's stressing you out, if it's a source of like anxiety for you, then yeah. And if this guy is down and you're attracted to him, then why not get in there and like like, start the process of figuring it out? Because guess what? A lot of people come to us and they're like, I want to, you know, I'm anxious because I'm still a virgin and I just want to like figure it out. And get it over with. Guess what, babe? It's going to take you multiple times. Nobody like has sex for the first time and is like, well, I figured it out.
0: The first time I had sex lasted approximately four seconds. Yeah. So I definitely didn't leave that being like, well, I I know how to do it now. Yeah, <laughs> it,
1: It's like it, it can go so many different ways. I will say the first time I had uh, anal sex was incredible and so random and still to this incredible day.
0: And so <laughs> incredible and so random. Incredible and so random. To
1: this day. Some of the best sex I've ever had. And that's crazy. Not it's relatable. 11, 12 years almost. 13 years almost since I lost my my, my uh, ass virginity. And uh, it is still memorable to me as some of the best. Let me just set the scene really quickly. Okay. I'm doing Summer Stock Theater. SIU Carbondale. Southern Illinois University Carbondale is where they house the actors. We are on the same floor as a group of for French foreign exchange students who are there for the MBA, the summer MBA program. Okay. I see one clearly hot. They're all hot. They're all French. I polish. I I buy a bot. My friend buys me a bottle of rosé. I walk by his room. He's listening to Nora Jones. No. <laughs>
0: But it is really a Nora Jones week. It just keeps coming up in conversation. This is the fourth time that Nora Jones has come up this week. And I've only brought it up once.
1: Wow, that's crazy. I just I had a conversation with Nora Jones earlier today, too.
0: Nora Jones? You spoke to Nora Jones? No,
1: no, no. About Nora Jones. I'm sorry sorry to stop your heart. I'm sorry to fully stop your heart. Oh, my God.
0: I almost cried. That was... (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, we talked about you and we talked about the kiss. And I did not say kind things about you the
0: oh well okay keep going anyways he was listening (laughs) to
1: nora jones i I go knock knock and he's like is that nora jones this is the first words i've ever spoken to this person and he says yeah i love her and then i was like do you want to drink this wine and then we had
0: that's beautiful (laughs)
1: and it was the first time a man had ever put his penis in my butt and i was so scared and it felt incredible and he was great. And he was French and it was, um, and then we had, we proceeded to have sex all over that dorm for the rest of the summer. And, um, Joris was his name. Um, and then years, uh, like two or three years later, when I was studying abroad, I was supposed to, I was in Paris and I was supposed to meet up with him and I didn't. And he, um, said that he hated me and that, um, uh, his, his heart had never felt so low. Um, as because I had bronchitis and I couldn't go and meet him at Euro Disney. Um, and then years later, he sent me an email apologizing for that. And I was like, well, that's what happens when you get with a French guy. Anyways, all this to say, get <laughs> some rosé, set some Nora Jones up in the background. Say, I feel
0: like Nora Jones is making a comeback and you should just play that album. Yeah, just Ooh. play
1: that album. Get it over with. Um, I think like you'll want some exp- – like just get the ball rolling. Don't see it as like – we see virginity as like breaking the seal, but especially with gay guys, it's like, just start the ball rolling. The process of understanding what you like and what you don't like. That's a process. It's going to take years and we might as well start it with this guy, Aslan. Okay. Email. Um, You read this one. Oh, I read the last one.
0: Right. Hi, I'm a guy married to my husband about a year.
1: Um, Pete Buttigieg, Matt.
0: <laughs> about a year. We've been together about, have they only been together for a year?
1: Been married to my husband about a no, year. No, We've no, been I, together for Pete about a
0: judge. Has he been has he been with the Oh, no, they've been together for a while. I was going to say, I was like, Don't Whoa. make me even you're, think you're about You're pawning it. your husband off to go to Hamilton with strangers that you've been together for a year? <laughs> okay, all right. Hi, I'm a guy married to my husband about a year. We've been together about four years. Most important person in my life. I despise one of his close friends. Oof. They've known each other for years and years. I'm always told by my husband and his other friends that this guy is a, quote, good person, but I've never seen any evidence mm. of that. In fact, I think he is a capital B bad person. Above all, he is spoiled and self centered. His traits include an overriding and tacky obsession with luxury, an inability to ask questions or talk about anyone but himself, a habit of derailing established plans to do what he'd rather do, a complete lack of a sense of humor, and an obvious alcohol problem. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is what bothers me the most, but he is also a raging closet case. Although he's 30 plus and lives in a highly gay city with majority gay friend circle, he won't acknowledge it whatsoever. Oh. I'm told it's because he has no career and is. <laughs> a- <laughs> And is supported in his cushy lifestyle by his supposedly rich family and coming out will jeopardize the gravy train. But I think rather it's because he has deep-seated insecurity issues that he is avoiding. Being around him makes my skin crawl. I'm not the most outgoing person, so I make an effort to be social with my husband's friends, but I just can't do it with this one guy. I'm worried that this is going to be a point of friction within my marriage. My husband tells me he doesn't mind if I don't go when they hang because he sees my distaste, but I can tell he would rather everyone just get along. How do I draw a healthy line here without just being a party pooper who always says no?
1: Wow. This is tough. I I like literally the description of this person is like every Zara manager I've ever met. (laughs) Like I just can't, I just keep picturing a guy who works at, Zara men,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so we're, we'll call this we'll call this person H and M DJ.
1: H and M DJ.
0: You ever been to one of those? Yes. God. Yes.
1: Stressful. I actually I saw a mother pull her sixteen year old son out of an H and M because of the DJ. It was a Christian situation. She said not.
0: On it was my a watch. Christian situation. Yeah. An alternate name for <laughs> Christian situation. Uh, we'll save the, that one for later. I feel like.
1: This is such a common problem. Of like I feel like every person you date um someone in their friend group is this person.
0: Yeah, I also think like to me this is one of our classic like I I understand this being really frustrating. Um I I think like Joel's totally right that you you're not going to love all of your your person's friends, but um, Your husband seems totally fine with you not wanting to be around this person, and that's okay. You're not a social person, so it's probably really exhausting to pretend that you don't like someone, and you clearly fucking despise this person. You gave us, I would say, 25 different reasons why you don't like this person. That's okay. It's only a point of friction if it becomes one. It sounds like your husband is okay with it. And your husband probably, if you guys like, are on the same wavelength, can understand why this person is not likable to you?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes people are really blind to that because they're gran- some friends are grandfathered into the friend group in a way that like they are so like you need the sort of like four years that you all spent together in college in order to be blinded and blunted to the, like the rest of their personality. I right. I have a lot of, I have so many examples of this in my life where I'm just like yeah, this person is, is truly Living off of the fumes from college of goodwill that he has in this friend group because no one likes this person. Totally,
0: I'm. Only, I just feel like if your husband, if the, this person's husband is not trying to like force it on them, then like there's no reason to push themselves to get closer to this person.
1: I, I think you start. I think you sow discord, I, <laughs> and I, and I know that sounds like one of my classic jokes on this podcast, but I do think you sort of, sort of see. I think you take the temperature. I think you take the temperature of the rest of the group. And I, and maybe you have taken the temperature of the rest of the group and it's not on your side. But I do think that like um, you do one of two things. You either like slowly sort of orchestrate trying to push him out of the group mm-hmm. or B, you get him to come out of the closet.
0: Yeah. You could always put a full page ad in the New York Times mm-hmm. um, saying all the things that you don't like about this person and what you your theories about this person.
1: But I really do think that if he sorts of pushes back, like if this guy tries to change plans and you are like. No, this yeah, is the that accepted plan. Like everyone has to take your side, right? Like no one. Like I really do think you you need to start like calling this shit out as it happens in a way that's appropriate, where it's like, no, like we had this planned. And
0: yeah, you could be the person who makes the reservation or something. If you guys have an idea for a plan and everybody agrees on it, just make the reservation and then he looks psycho if he says like actually, I don't want to do that you or then like you don't have to go.
1: Yeah, you can hobble. I've hobbled many people like this guy in front group situations by making them seem like the party pooper.
0: Well, I think also like I, I, I gain control by planning Mm -hmm. and this is something that you can do. If it is something that is really stressful to you, at least you can, you can manage certain parts of this by being like, okay, here's where we're going. And it's a place that maybe this person won't want to go or something. That's a way to have power in a way. that is.
1: Yeah. And Um, you can even not invite him.
0: Yeah, no one's making you invite real this person. Fucking drama. Start some real fucking drama.
1: I really do think you need to push this guy out, though. I mean, and find a way to do it. But I do think that we're on your side here. And I think that ultimately you need to push him out, So sorts of discord, sort of like go on one on ones. Like if this is real Housewives, what you, you would do is you would go on one on ones, go with, get a daytime With each and w- with all the other members of your friend, of your husband's friend group, and sort of like you, it's a competition. You need to ingratiate yourself with the rest of his friends so you have the social clout to win. He says, no, actually, I wanted to go to Benegans. I don't want to go to Ruby Tuesdays. You can stand up and say, no, we all agreed on the thread that we're going to Ruby Tuesdays, and I would rather go there.
0: Ugh, and stained glass.
1: Everybody.
0: Stained glass unlimited salad bar. Really and nobody, good. Can
1: say so nobody can say boom. Nobody can say boom. Nobody can say boom.
0: Nobody says boom to baby on the corner. Okay, Jenna
1: <Jeanette laughs> DJ. So take out your husband's friends on one-on-one dates, Get to know them individually to the point where their love meter overflows for you instead of him. All right, let's go to our next voicemail.
2: Hi, Major and Joel. I'm calling because I grew up in a very conservative Christian family uh, where my parents always told me the only thing that matters is that I follow Jesus. Uh, And for about six years now, I've been an atheist. uh, And I decided early on that's not something I need to talk to my parents about, and I'm fine with that. But, uh, I also have children and they know this whole situation. Uh, and I don't want to teach my kids to, uh, that it's okay to, like, hide things from me if they think I won't react well. Um, and I've tried to set of really, like, show them over time that there's nothing they can tell me, uh, where I will react poorly to it. Um, and we've had some very, uh, uh, talks about very personal things that uh, I reacted very well to. So I'm hoping they see that model. But at the same time, I'm also showing them that it's okay uh, because I know this would be hurtful to my parents and I don't want to deal with all of the fallout that I just never tell them this very uh, fundamental and uh, pretty big in my parents' eyes uh, change in my perspective. Uh, so I'm just curious. Uh, What you think, I don't really feel any need to talk to my parents about it, but I'm trying to figure out how to navigate this with my kids in a way that uh, still promotes honesty and closeness. Thank you. You're both the best, and I love your show.
1: Okay. So he's going to hell. I mean, we have to address that up. I
0: know. It's really sad.
1: So I think we should call him. Judas. (laughs) (laughs) Judas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. And we have Judas. <laughs> Judas. So, hey Judas. Hey
1: Judas.
0: <laughs> hey, Judas. hey, Judas.
1: Hey, Judas. Hey,
0: Judas. Hey, Judas. Hey, Judas. This,
1: this is an interesting one and a tough one for me because I do think it's okay. What I think what the status quo that he's set up for himself is actually fine. I, I think what the the what you need to finesse with your kids is that it's okay for them to um make decisions for themselves on what they share with you and what they don't share with you. Mm-hmm. And like and it's a judgment sort of it's it's a judgment call. Yeah. Like because I, I know that you want to be like the cool parent who like gets to like their kids, your kids can tell you everything. But like you can also explain to them, like, I don't have that relationship with my parents. My grandma and grandpa do not take everything and and accept it and are cool with it. I am, but they don't. And so this is why this is happening. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I feel like um, I totally agree. Like being open about your lack of transparency with your parents seems like the best thing to me. and And explaining to your kids... I think if, if I were a parent, I would just want to know, like, I don't have this with my parents, but I would hope that we can have this with each other. I hope that you, yeah. when, if you disagree with me, you'll want to talk to me about it and you'll want to tell me why. And we can, I can maybe learn from you or you learn from me. Either way, we can see each other. Um, I think that – I think you're – it sounds like you're doing a really good job and and you take a lot of pride in having openness with your children. And I think what's probably distressing you out is feeling like you're being maybe being hypocritical yeah. by hiding something from your parents. But I think being open about that hypocrisy and showing your kids that like you're not perfect and you're going to hell. Well, here's
1: uh, <laughs> here's the thing though, like the, who does that? I think it's a good to distinguish because I think like what you're setting is this sort of baseline idea that like Lines of communication should always be open. Honesty is always the best policy. But, like, you telling your parents you're atheist, um, what does that do but hurt them? And, and again, there's like there are some contextual situations where I think, like, telling your parents that you're atheist, even though it would hurt them, is the appropriate action. You know your parents. You've clearly made this decision. You need to decide if it's conflict avoidance or if it's genuine, like— it would just hurt them. And like, why stress them out? I know like my parents and I have a very similar holding pattern. Um, I just sent you a text about my dead aunt Helen (laughs) and my mom very pointedly said she was a believer. So I will see her. And like, listen, it really hurts my parents to think about the fact that they will not see me when they die. And that is where we're at right now. And that really sucks for them. And so I do not talk about it because it just hurts them and it doesn't matter to me if they think that I'm Christian or if they think that I'm not you know like because I think they know that I'm not but like it just like doesn't do anything it doesn't affect my sense of integrity to not share that part of my life with them yeah I don't I just just don't think it's
0: helpful to like dunk on your parents when you don't have to yeah
1: it just it literally is like you telling them that they're an atheist um, correct me if I'm wrong Judas would just be sort of like hurting them, hurtful to them. And it doesn't really, I don't know, if you're like it sounds like it's just the only thing it would help would be your sense of integrity with your kids. And I think that's a distinction you can explain to your kids. Is yeah. that like there are some things that like, you know, I want you to feel open with me, but like if you think this is something that would hurt my my parents and I and it's not going to um help things to have it out in the open. And there there are distinctions that You should set up for your kids.
0: We can't wait to see you in hell.
1: Can I say distinctions more? (laughs) Good luck. Burn in hell. (laughs) With us. With us. All right. Um, we're going to read one more email and then we got a special voicemail for you all I'll read this one hello 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 to you beautiful too love you both think you're so funny so I'm a gay 26 year old too many gays on this one you guys so I'm a gay 26 year old man and I have zero dating experience but a a ton of hooking up okay I'm a slut recently I've been hooking up with this guy and thought it would be just me blowing him and I was fine with that we tried fucking but he had problems getting it up with a condom but I've enjoyed it anyway just oral it's started as just sucking and smoking a quick bowl then leaving and has gotten more involved each time. Now the other night we spent three hours together and two of it was hanging out sharing memes and funny videos. We've been seeing each other since about uh, we've been seeing each other since about the beginning of November. We started to have a real connection but haven't really talked about it. We've agreed to be exclusive and are both getting tested together or on prep so that we can fuck without a condom. It's definitely getting a bit more serious than I've ever had and I don't want to mess anything up by trying to assign labels too early. He He's bi, but has dated men before, so I know he's open to relationships with men. Do I just let it keep playing out and see where it goes? I feel so inexperienced with dating and I don't want to drive away someone who makes me happy. What do I do? Confused, confu- well, he's, it's signed Confused, Inexperienced Slut. P.S. Listening to this pod as I write this, but like, obviously, Confused, Inexperienced Slut can't be his name.
0: Um, what's the, um, the Choose Your Own Adventure, um, uh, one of the what's it, Black Mirror? Hang the DJ? No, the one where you like pick the is the movie. <gasps> Band or snatch. I'm calling this one Band or Snatch because this person has sort of a choose your own adventure type of situation. Um, <laughs> in what way? Like they could make a choice and their life could go one way or it could go another way. Um in oh, okay. <laughs> that we all do, and we are all kind of in a or snatch.
1: I wanted to ma- I wish it was like I Not wish, snatch. I you know I wanted like I wanted it to be like a woman so that it would, like we could really put the emphasis on bander snatch.
0: I know, but, but
1: bander but, bussy.
0: Yeah, bander bussy, bander ass. We've we've got a lot of options.
1: Um, like much like our this caller. person. So yeah.
0: again, it's a really good one. Um, um, yes, I feel that. um you, there, there's never any harm in talking about where you stand with a person and it worrying about ruining it is just prolonging the, like, you're pro, you're, either way, you're going to have clarity. And if this is a person who doesn't want to be with you, you're going to want to know that sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, well, and can I also say, um, as someone, like, this is a classic scenario, but like, the thing is, is, um, it sounds like you've already had the conversation. Like, You're both getting like the when you get to the point where you're both getting tested and are like getting on prep so you can fuck raw like
0: and you're exclusive. And you're
1: exclu- You literally use the word exclusive in your email. It just
0: sounds like you're already it, it dating. Like, yeah. But it is hard. I, I do feel like there is that moment when you're like, okay, we are basically dating, but we're not calling it that. And like, who's going to, who's going to bring it up first? And that's a very stressful yeah. sort of in the middle space to be where it's like, I know we're not having sex with other people, but are we talking about it? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. you've already talked about not having sex with other people. It's very right. like, you it, just have it, one more other little step. It sounds and like it'll you've
1: had the hardest part such of the conversation. Relief
0: when you finally do.
1: Yeah. I, it's weird as an adult. I get it. And it's weird because, like, when we're kids, it's so easy to be like, do you want to be my boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it can be literally as simple as a question as, like, um, so how are we referring to each other? Yeah. Um, I think you, like, you can. And the thing is, it's like, you don't need to know that right now. But, like, oh my <laughs> God, Mitra <laughs> Johari. <laughs> Playing with an earwolf pop socket. I know. It does feel like insane a to have a
0: pop socket. Billie I've never had one and I can't stop touching Billie Eilish can't stop
1: touching, can't stop touching her I know. technology. I know.
0: I can't stop touching the pop socket.
1: Oh, fuck it. I I was really on to something here. I Literally, know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have had the utilitarian conversation of you're getting tested, you're getting on prep, so you can fuck raw, and we love that for you. That is is exclusive that is a form of exclusivity like you know that okay and you have this emotional connection it's been going on since november i do not think that you need to have a further conversation if you're happy with the way things are right now I you think do not have to have, should. you do not have to have a conversation until you uh say go to a party and and say hey how am i introducing you tonight cuz that's i like i think that's like a very reasonable thing to do like or like hey you can, I think it, you bring it up as a question. I do not think, I think what his problem is, is like, he's getting caught up in this like idea of like, do we need to have like this like conversation of like, hey, like, are we boyfriends or?
0: Yeah, it can be like a much chiller thing. Yeah, I think um, it,
1: I think it can be rooted in practicality, which it sounds like your relationship is already like there emotionally yeah. and you're already rooting a lot of this stuff in practicality. That can I like, say
0: how wit, uh. I, basically told me that we were boyfriending yeah I would love to hear that he gave me the handle to the uh, inside passenger door of his car (laughs) because uh, uh, when we were first starting to date and hook up um, well before we even started dating the passenger handle of the the inside handle of the passenger door of his car was broken and so it would always be this thing where he had to lean over me to open the door uh, because I couldn't ever get it open I couldn't jimmy it and it was like so charged because I was like Is he going to kiss me? And then he never did. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, his car was so beaten down that the passenger door eventually just fell off. um, And that was a gift to me.
1: And then what did he say?
0: He was like, oh, you're my girlfriend now. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. Yeah. We okay. are. And, seeing, and this back. is like
1: a beautiful <laughs> illustration of how like straight couples work differently. I know. Um, yeah,
0: I got a piece of machinery.
2: <laughs> <freeze>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will say as someone who is equally inexperienced, famously never have had this com- made it this far and never had a boyfriend, um, have never needed to have this conversation. My dream is the situation that you currently have, which is you had the very difficult conversation of like, OK, we're going to get tested and we're going to be exclusive and then just be chill. And just like, and then like it will literally like as you're entering your office Christmas party in December, and you've been together for a year at this point. (laughs) This sounds like like hell to me. Hey, how am I introducing you to my friends?
0: I personally could not handle being in that space for one second longer than I have to be. So. Um, you can also just blurt it out in a way that makes everyone <laughs> very yeah. stressed out for one minute and then it's over.
1: Take Molly. I know so many gay couples who start saying their boyfriends on Molly after a weekend. Or in.
0: take it, Poppers it, with Joel at an Eminem concert like I did. And yeah. it won't actually get you a boyfriend, but it will be very it fun.
1: It will open <laughs> you up. All right. You guys, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we're back, oh, my God, we have an, a voicemail from an actual honest-to-God star, a model, a model. actor, Literal. comedian, writer. It's going to be exciting. Woo! And we're back and oh boy this one might get contentious because this caller I know that you have an intimate relationship with, I have an intimate relationship with yeah. them um, th- things might get tricky answering this question because when you answer advice for people that you're that this close to it can get it can get dangerous yeah. but let's listen to the call and see what we can do
4: Hi so um, what I want advice with is I have been for a while trying to um, start exercising regularly again. Like I want to get like really fit. I've never been like, like really in sh- in shape or felt strong. I've been like thin, but, um, I've never really like had muscle and I want to do that, but I am having a really hard time, um, like s- committing or like, I feel I've like agreed to go do classes and stuff but then I've like bailed last minute because I'm tired and I'm trying to break the routine of just like feeling tired all the time and I know you kind of have to get a hump and like start exercising for that to happen but I um I also just like hate, am very self-conscious about working out around other people um and I'm really scared of like um like I don't know embarrassing myself for not being able to keep up uh and so that is a big uh, roadblock um but other than that yeah that's kind of it i think i think that's the the main thing is i get i'm really scared and i don't know how to like get myself to commit to a uh, study routine i guess um yeah i don't know does any of that make sense <laughs>
1: okay well i feel like that person was making fun of us and i feel like that person was being really disrespectful to sort of the energy and the vibe that we have at this at urgent care and i think they were being really disrespectful i think we need to call them back and sort of dress them down yeah so um dana could you call that person back please yeah.
0: hello hello
1: hey is this patty this is hey patty it's joel and Mitra with urgent care a podcast I hope you're familiar with because you are a good friend of mine and a, a former creative partner and you're a current roommate of Mitra's.
5: Yeah,
0: I, I am. Great, great.
1: I am. Okay, great. Because I just want to <laughs> say that... that's
5: true. All right,
1: well, listen. <laughs> shut up. Okay.
0: So I just want to warn you, just like as a friend, that Joel is really pissed off. And I'm, I've just been sort of coughing a lot.
1: <laughs> she's been coughing because she wants <laughs> to protect you. But listen, P- Patty... We listened to your voicemail, and I have to say I don't appreciate you sort of because, like, I listen. I know that you're an alt comic, and I know that what you do is you sort of like you're pushing the form forward, but making fun of what we do here and the work that we do here is actually not very cool, especially because, like, I I know that I. Excuse me, can I finish? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really disrespectful, and I know that, like. You might consider what pa- Mitra and I do here low comedy, but for you to call in and do that is actually I don't know, it feels I I thought we were better than that. I thought like we were going to go and see Harley Quinn together. I'm, and <laughs> And for you to call in with with a question that is just like mocking what we do here is really hurtful.
5: I don't I don't understand how is my question mocking? I asked a real question that I have.
1: Oh, you want to get strong. You want to have, you want to get stronger and you're too afraid to go well, work out at the gym. Did
5: you listen to, did you listen to the whole message?
1: I did listen to, it, and I, I heard the tone I, is what I mostly took away from it is what I took away from it so, is the tone.
5: So what I want to say is that I, I had to, I was at work when I made that call and I was being very shy. So I stepped away from my coworkers into like a private office and I was really nervous that people are going to hear me because you can kind of, it's not like a, soundproof room and i was being vulnerable because that is a real a problem in my life that's been an issue for me for a long time is is my anxiety about working out around other people okay so then use mitra's
1: peloton bike that was real use mitra's peloton bike if you're so nervous then use mitra's peloton bike mitra can she use your peloton bike
0: yes patty has an account on my peloton bike yeah,
5: Mitra does. Mitra lets me use her Peloton bike. But the the thing is, is that there's a part of me that feels like I'm missing out on like a, a, like a I guess, engaging, fun uh, exercise regimen because I'm afraid to work out with other people. And I do feel FOMO when I hear that other people are like taking classes together and then I'm seeing them get like real results. Because of when I – I have tried to work out by myself in the past, but I I think I – if I'm left to my, like, own devices and I have to self-motivate, I, like, fail a lot and I don't do it.
0: I find that it is I very motivating there. to be around other people, and um I find it very humiliating to work out around other people, but I do think – at the beginning of every single workout class that I take, uh, at the first 10 minutes of any workout class that I take, I go, Mitra, you're an adult. You could leave at any time. That's and that's true. my conversation with myself for the whole 10 minutes because I'm so miserable that people are seeing me and I'm very upset. But then it just goes away because you look around and no one is actually looking at you and everyone else is probably feeling the exact same way.
1: Wait, so your question was real.
0: It was a, that was a genuine question.
1: You weren't just joshing. You weren't just joshing. And I'm joking. not. Jo-
5: I wasn't joshing at all.
1: Okay, because I'm just gonna With- say this, and I, I'm still mad. I'm still a little bit mad because I still believe this is a prank. But you look gorgeous. You do. You look See, really. I, you look really. I appreciate amazing.
5: that, and you have to say that because you're my friend. But I don't feel. I don't feel. I okay. Feel like yeah, you want to bringing. feel strong.
1: Can I say yeah? Can I say that what I, I used to have this fear of working out in front of other people too, and I might have even said this on this podcast before. But a really good gateway to getting over working out in front of other people is yoga, and there are a lot of variations on yoga that are a little bit more intense. If you don't just want like flexibility, you want more like uh, like you know, like intensive yoga, because the thing is, is like yoga is sort of perfect because it is a group setting, but it is a, there's like this sort of like, the energy is so positive, like by design, it's not like some guy yelling at you and everyone is so it's like, it's really hard to pay attention to what anyone else is doing in yoga. I find because your eyes are like, you know, on the ground you're doing downward dog you're like doing all these things and it is like i think just like it's a really good like way to step into doing that and also in terms of getting yourself to go i don't know if this is going to be a motivating factor for you because you're fucking rich because i know that you're in a movie i know that and i know that you got you're on hulu but <laughs> prepay, pay pay for those classes up front and then make yourself go And the little, you know, hopefully you still have some Ohio left in you. Hopefully you have something that your mother taught you of sort of like not wasting money.
0: Um, Also, okay, one other thing. Um, I feel like I've talked to you about it, but there's this place in L.A. called Pony Sweat where they do like a dance dance aerobics class and you should come with me also if you ever want to go to yoga I always get so um, I get yelled at so much in yoga because my hips are tight and I'm pigeon toed and there's no way you could be worse than me and also I have a bad lower back and I I can't even do down dog so. you
1: really sort of just wiped all of the advice about you. I just said yoga is so great because no one yells at you and no, no one pays attention to you but I think it's comforting
0: to know that like the teacher will definitely be coming after me and yeah. Yeah. not Patty there's it, a target like, on her back the one of the times I went like one of the last times I went to yoga the teacher came up to me and she's like so if you're if you're if you're looking like this it means that your hips are too tight and you shouldn't try be trying to do this and she just kept coming <laughs> over to me and adjusting me in a way that was like to the class so hopefully that makes you want to try yoga
1: <laughs> I will say Patty you also live um within walking distance of my gym I don't know if you know this I've never revealed this to Mitra because I don't want Mitra to come there I don't
0: want to join that gym
1: I don't want me to come, but you can come with me at any point. A lot of times, sometimes the music is completely dependent on whatever trainer is working a class that day, and a lot of times it's, it's corn. Um, sometimes it's Hoobastank, and I think you would really. I think I think that energy would really motivate you. Well,
0: Patty has always said that she would only walk the aisle to either corn or Hoobastank. So, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah.
5: Oh, wait, I was trying to
0: think of was Stank All I could think of was, was uh, Incubus It was an Incubus song That happens to me all the time <laughs> I'm trying to think of a
1: Hoobah song And, like, and then I can only think of an Incubus
0: song Yeah, is that Hoobah Who is that? The Reason That song's
5: called The Reason I don't know who sings it I'm the
0: reasoner you. That's not the that not- It is <laughs> the same. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Well, well, I think we fixed that, it. <laughs> hey.
1: that
5: does, I know it's going with like a partner sounds like the, the way to go or having someone I can. But, but
1: I would say and I've said this, I say this to every single person who calls in with a fitness question Patty, is that your, your goal, I think um the way it's laid out in the call to be really serious is too vague and I think that you need to set a goal that is actionable in terms of like like you're like I want to be strong but like what does that mean to you and it's I think like, like do you, like, you want I to be really able to do 30 that. push-ups you know like yeah. something like that I think is like something you need to set that goal do I like I think for you it's time and it's like uh, goal oriented it's like I the the goals should be time and strength oriented so I want to this week I will go to a the gym or a workout class class twice and you do that for a full four to six weeks in a row twice set a reasonable goal for yourself and then just add on that and then every morning you're like I'm going to do five push-ups until I can do x push-ups you know like set the goal because yeah. I think like as, if, if you set the goal to be like, I want to look X or I want to feel X, your your brain is bad and it's never going to give it to you. It's never going to give you the satisfaction of of completing those goals. So I think like if you make it something tangible, like one of those, something like that, it'll be easier. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That that Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Also, I'm at home doing my Peloton app all the time, if you ever want to do it with me. <laughs> <laughs> is that bike stuff? and that
4: when...
5: You have the
1: waist in the living room. Yes. Yeah, actually, that's the yoga class that Mitra gets yelled at in wildly. <laughs> um, it's weird they—they're not supposed to be able to see you. Yeah, but, but
0: I—I'm paying a lot of extra so that they can see me in my house, um, and I—and I just do my little dances for them. <laughs> <laughs> do they do they see me in the background? Uh, Pantless, whacking off to you,
1: exercising. <laughs> yeah, in fact, they pay her money for that part.
0: Yeah, so it actually, I'm like, it's, it's just everybody, everybody's paying each other, and we're all like not making any money off of except it, except for
1: patio. Weirdly, <laughs> <laughs> not getting anything but the pleasure of the work itself. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, well, I feel I feel a lot more uh, direct directed. I feel like I have goals now, like quantifiable reachable things which are focus on, to set set uh, tangible like goals um, in terms of
1: okay and like, what are know, they make them the now decide now
5: so to, I want to physically go to at least one workout class that's outside of my home a week and then I want to work out at least means I can I
1: Maybe tap um, all right, where well, you're you're gonna have to give that to Mitra okay. at home cause you're breaking up again, okay. and listen, Patty, um one last question, do you want to see harley Quinn
5: i real I really do
1: okay well'll ta- I'll text you off thread I'll text you okay. off thread. We love you, thank you for calling. Watch Patty on shrill season two. At, and then
0: at party underscore Harderson.
1: Harderson, is there anything? This comes out in like two weeks. When do you? What do you want to? to oh, Patty's got a new
0: monthly show at the Largo. Oh yeah. Their current one is sold out, right? But then it's going to be monthly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I'll have
5: uh, I'll have more. It's, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Thank so you if for you, saying that. If
1: you're in LA, check out party P- Patty's show at the Largo. What's it called? Uh, I
0: think it'll probably change
1: every month, but this month diving.
0: Patty okay. Harrison died and dies and goes to heaven. I Great, believe yeah. you're cutting out Patty, so we're gonna end the call. I'll see you at home. <laughs> yeah, I'll
1: see you at home too. <laughs>
0: okay, bye. Love you. Bye. I love you.
1: Wow, that was healing for all of us. I'm sorry I didn't believe her.
0: <laughs> you and
1: and I the would theme like to of say this
0: episode's week is believe women. Believe women. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Patty, for talking to yes. us. I will see you at home Struggling in, what, half park. an hour? Um, <laughs> uh, if you want to call us like our brave friend Patty did and all the other people before her, you can call us at 323-334-0371 or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Please update us with other, with other uh, in response to our <laughs> advice. Um, Subscribe to us, rate us, review us. Um, Don't compliment one more than the other. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And be honest. Stop fucking lying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we hate, we 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 don't like liars. liars. We don't like cheaters.
1: Okay. We don't like liars or cheaters on this
0: podcast. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs)